Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with the incredible and dead sexy Rick Warren. James <laughs> Toops may be on tonight. We're not real sure. Uh, we did uh, send out a message to him, letting him know that the show is about to start, so he may come on after a while, uh, or he may still be tied up doing uh, some of this other crazy studying that he's got going on on some uh, different topics Ooh. yeah so we don't know for sure if he's going to show up so uh we've got uh an interesting topic that rick came up with tonight which uh deals with angels and demons so rick why don't you start us off with uh what you wanted to talk about eddie how is you how are you tonight my man i i heard you had a pretty busy day and and uh, you got drugged through the pasture and over the hills and dales and things. <laughs> oh, my God. I was dealing with horses and uh, introducing a new horse. And that was fun. Uh, got drugged all over the place. It was, uh, I, you know, there's no way I, I was about to overpower this guy. But, yeah, he took me for a, a little ride. And I don't mean a ride on, while I was sitting on him. I mean a ride while I was hanging on to a lead as uh, he drugged me across the yard and uh trying to get at the other horse so that was fun and interesting and i realized at that point in time that uh he was not not he was not cut he was uh uh, his boys were in good shape and hanging there so yeah i mean it was so so i have taken a leave oh my god i have taken some a leave and i am sitting here extremely sore uh and uh drinking a, a diet coke trying to uh recuperate I guess you could say because I feel like I've been road hard put up wet so yeah that was oh, my wow. day yeah hey Sonia well, how you my, doing my day was not as as fantastic as yours it was eventful but not yeah yeah I I'm pretty well out of the old west this old Indian has hung up his uh bareback ways <laughs> <laughs> well my bareback ways uh, led me through uh, all kinds of interesting uh, brush and shrubbery, and uh, that ten foot lead I had was not long enough. I can tell you that not long enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I was just yeah. trying to stay out of stay out of reach of his uh, back legs and hooves, and I, that was pretty much all I could do, and just uh, kind of go skiing. <laughs> so yeah, that was well. Eddie, I come up. I come up with tonight's subject tonight um, because. We are in the middle, well, not in the middle, we are at the beginning of a very interesting case. And uh, it has to be dealing with the person that is dealing with maybe a demonic entity, or it may be, um, we don't know what it is right now, but it is. it may be just an oppression. We don't know. But what got me on this subject was the fact that this individual is very religious. I mean, she's um, been in, she's 89 years old, Eddie. Wow. And has been in religion for all of her life, basically. And as she talked, and as she told me about her experiences in the church, she was talking about the angels and the demons, you know, about what they were taught and what angels meant to her and what the, the dark side, as far as anything like that, meant to her. And it, it really it really hit home with me because I could see the sincerity in her heart. I could see the sincerity in her eyes because she's having to deal with this. And as we sat there and talked and everything, I thought, wow, this is so pertinent of an ideal and, and a topic in today's world because it says, I, I picked up some information from a Dr. Robert Jeffress and um, he's a PhD scholar dealing in the, a theologian, theological uh, questions and theology and everything else like that. He says it's a tragic mistake to assume because something is not visible, it is not real. Very true. And that really hit me hard when I read that. And it just really hit me because we are. I mean, he gives he gives an analogy of like, you know, consider electricity, okay? It's invisible, but stick your finger in a socket and you'll quickly discover the reality of, of electricity. Absolutely. And so it is. And so it is with the angels and demons. 
We live in a spiritual world, Eddie. I know that our show, Paranormal Alatical, is is all about that. But I know that we get caught up sometimes in the semantics and the analytical part of what we're doing and everything. And uh, it really threw a curveball at me, Eddie, when we started talking about her belief and some of her friends' belief in angels and demons. And I heard both sides. I'm hearing both sides. Next Wednesday, we go over again and talk with her again and do, I'm going to do some EVP work and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I got to studying about this and I thought, what an interesting topic. Because maybe there's a lot of people out there that have had experiences with angels and or demons. And the difference between the two is like night and day, dark and light, because they are. But they're also, uh, the first part, they, they are ahead, also Eddie. very similar. Yes. You know, because what, what is a demon but a fallen angel? That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Lucifer is a fallen angel. Okay. Um, it is said that over 77% of the American adults believe that angels exist. I did not know that as far as it being that high of a number that people, you know, actually believed in um, angels and things like that. The experiences that they have with them or that they had with them or that they're having right now. There's a lot of belief just and, and believe me, I mean, I saw this when I, I went in for my triple bypass surgery, Eddie, when I was in the hospital. I was at a place called St. Francis Hospital. And there were a lot of people believing in the healing power and the messaging of angels that come to them in their sickness and in their time of need. I know that I'm Native American and we, we have our own beliefs in the spirit world and things like that. We don't have a per se belief like everybody else does, but it's similar. Mm -hmm. We believe in, in spirits and everything, but we don't have the same ideals and the same tenacity of belief, if you want to call it that, or in some people call it indoctrination or dogma, you know, but I saw this in this woman as she was sitting there talk, talking to me about her beliefs and her, her experiences in the churches and everything that she's went to with angels and demons. And I guess the first thing we need, need to understand is what is an angel, Eddie? Well, uh, I think an angels could be something different for pretty much everybody, depending on what your belief system is. Like an angel to me, if I had to describe you an angel, I would say it was more humanoid, you know, it's got the angel wings, you know, playing the trumpet as it flies around and looking after a person, protecting them, healing them. Uh, other people believe that I've talked to that they're these just powerful entities that, you know, they can't be seen unless they allow you to see them. Some people believe that angels walk amongst us every day, that our guardian angels never leave our side. But there's so many different variations to what an angel could be or what it is. Uh, I think it more depends on the person and what they want that angel to be. I think that's it's the belief system within it which really makes the difference. Not so much as what is an angel, but what is an angel to you. I like that. That's very good. I, I do like that. Well, in Hebrew and Greek, Eddie, an angel means messenger and as their belief is right now as far as her belief in angels that's the kind of belief that she has as far as an angel being a messenger and it's kind of ironic because i had to go back and actually look at were they always with us you know are they are they with us today you know and those two separate questions right there threw quite a curveball at me because looking at the um, uh, first question, were they always with us? Clear back at the time when the creation story was going on, 
I, supposedly they were created before the earth and the heavens. So they've been around quite a while, Eddie, you know? Right. And the number, and the number of them, as far as the number of angels and everything is said to be in the millions. Now you get to this little guy named Lucifer that went against his, um, God, so to speak. He fell from heaven and took a third of those angels with him. And when they fell, they become what was called the demons and, and the dark entities and the spirits and walk along this earth. I had to look into this, Eddie, because it's quite a story. It is something that really, it really grabs your attention because you start understanding exactly, or partially for me, the story in the essence of the difference between the dark and the light and how it's so closely comes together and actually personifies what is paranormal well let's take a look at lucifer for instance he went against god because mm -hmm. of god's love toward humans because angels per se were there they've never been human they're if you want to get technical with it they're their own species their own race their own uh they're not they're not human beings and because of that lucifer became jealous when god cast him out of heaven because right he mm -hmm. he he could not understand how something that was created by god could be loved as much as god loved the humans that he put on earth and he felt betrayed and he turned and turned a lot of the angels against heaven, which was at that time uh, was a big battle between the, you know, Lucifer and his angels and uh, God and his angels being led by St. Michael, the archangel. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And they were cast and out of heaven onto earth. Now, that leads me to another point. Uh talking about angels and messengers uh let's go back to the birth of jesus when mary was going to give birth to to, to uh, jesus and she was approached by an angel that said that she would give birth to the son of god and more into the extraterrestrial aspect of what angels could possibly be and these are other uh, thoughts and beliefs as far as what angels are and what they're thought to be and how they work. And uh, it's a typical abduction story, if you think about it, where, you know, Mary was a virgin and could have possibly, possibly been artificially inseminated to give birth to Jesus, who could have been a hybrid. There's so many aspects to the story and what it could be and what could happen. Uh, there, there's just a lot out there, and it's what you choose to believe, of course. But uh, it is mm -hmm. there is a lot to these stories, you know. So I think by looking at what are angels and what are demons, you know, what if it is an extraterrestrial type aspect of the whole religious outlook? Some being good, some being bad. Well, in all actuality, uh, Eddie, mankind is the one who made the description of the angels to begin with, because in that Bible, as they call it, as they uh, use it and everything, there is never a description in the Bible that says angels have wings. Not one. Not one place is there in the Bible that it said angels have wings. Mankind is the one that put the angels wings together and i think the and angels so, wings being put on them was something that mankind did to try and uh i guess give a reason how and why they're able to fly or you know float or what have you and so they added mm -hmm. the wings more as a descriptive than anything else well in saying that 
I, I totally agree with you because there are uh, different kinds of angels. There's a category of angels. There's a cherubim and there's a sapphirim. One of them is a primarily, the cherubim are primarily the guard of God's throne. And a seraphim attend God's throne and offer praises to him. That's two kinds right there. Now you have the messenger type, just like the time you were talking about that come to uh, Mary and uh, the kind that come to uh, Lot and everybody when the, the, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah come on and um, they helped them out of the city. The kind that come to Samson, the kind that come to the walls of Jericho when they were told to do what they were told to do. And those are the messengers. And all of these angels and gods under God's authority are in a hierarchy, just like you were talking about Gabriel and and all the other angels that are up there. There is a hierarchy of up here and all the way down the scale as to actually, well, it's kind of like. Um, it's it's kind of like the military. You've got your generals. Exactly. You've got the president. Mm-hmm. You've got your generals. You've got your enlist your your officers you have your enlisted you know all the way down mm-hmm. exactly now you flip that scale over on the other side of the one that fell the one that they called lucifer who they now call satan or any other dynamic word that you can come up with the devil yeah um they have the same thing and it's 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 um, quite exotic to think that they have a hierarchy because they were supposed to be the lowest of the low. They were brought down to earth. They were cast from heaven, never to be talked about or in anything like that as far as what was going on with them. But they do, Eddie. They do have a hierarchy. Belzebub, the other type of names for the different type of demons and everything, has a category that they follow also i believe it you know and 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 why shouldn't they i mean they came from that type of uh that that type of uh uh of structure you know that was a structure that they were used to so i'm sure that they kept it you know and of course you have Mm -hmm. the ones that were closest to lucifer you know that are his protectors and so forth and so on so i i feel that you know if they're gonna if they been like that for you know eternity you know in this hierarchy type uh, a deal you know where, where everybody's got a basically a rank going on up then why shouldn't they have that after they broke away and if you look at it most military units that break away and start using guerrilla warfare they also have a hierarchy there is a hierarchy Correct. in every type of military you can think of yes there is Yes, there is. Well, how does that affect you and me and the people that we talk to and the people that are in the chat and everything? I have to wonder what kind of experiences that we've had dealing with angels and or demons, you know. And as I was looking into it and everything, whoo, boy, there are a lot of stories that come up, Eddie, about the actual people that have had experiences with both sides and some of them on purpose yeah you know that's one thing that just amazes me rick is that people would invite the dark side into their home you know i would never invite i would you know rebuke anything negative or anything bad that would try and come into the home right right it just it is surprising to me because we have cases that i'm working on that you've worked on that I'm sure that other people that, that are dealing with the paranormal, we've worked on, we've had people, and, and what's scary, Eddie, is the fact that you have the kids and younger people of today walking into this type of world unaware of what they're asking for, unaware of what really is in that world. And once you start getting into that world as angels and demons and things like that, one's light, one's dark. It's just like yin and yang. And we have to sit there and have a balance there that's going to tell us the good part and the bad parts and things like that. Whereas the case that I'm dealing with right now, Eddie, um, like I said, she's a very religious woman and she can't understand why 
you know, this is happening to her and what's going on and, and where, where, where this is going to ha- where this is going to lead her. And, and it is, it is kind of a scary thing that we sit there and, and have to think about the good and the bad in an elderly person like that, because she's 89 years old, Eddie. I mean, she's not too far from, you know, leaving this world, so to speak. Exactly. And for her to be having, you know, these type of experiences at that age, I don't think I've ever dealt with anybody at that age that was having any type of paranormal experiences. And now first, and now we've got James James Toops. Toops. We have James Toops in the uh, channel who finally made it on. James, welcome. I made it on guys. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm extremely tired and sore. I feel like I've been shot at and missed, shit at and hit. (laughs) Rode hard, put up wet. Hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Sometimes, you know, it happens to the best of us. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm dealing with two little girls right now. Um, The rest of the fam is in Louisiana, fixing to come back tomorrow. So, sorry I'm late. Uh, But, you know, between lighting fires outside and uh, putting out fires inside, here I am. Well, awesome, Uh, man. I'm glad you made it on. We're, uh, yeah, my old lady, my old lady texts me. She's like, "Don't you have a podcast tonight?" I'm like, yeah, in an hour. She goes, "No, it's it's on right now." I'm like, what the hell time is it? And I look down, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, I I, I got to tell you, tonight we're talking about angels and demons. Angels and demons. Mm-hmm. How are they like? How yeah. are they different? <laughs> Stories concerning each. Well, um, I just came in and I heard Rick talking about, um, you know, old folks. Uh, talking about some certain things that you know it could be you know from i I just caught a little piece of it rick i'm not sure exactly what where you're going but uh for what it sounded like was some old people were seeing some things that were uh extraordinary or help me yeah let me uh let me give you a little history on this case okay yeah um i did a um basically basically a topic story that was what was called uh, one of the theaters in wellington kansas we talked about the paranormal okay and this lady called me from the from that and said she wanted to talk to me so that there was things going on in her house i said okay i said where do you want to meet she told me and i went over to her house and she is 89 years old and her husband is 92. okay she has physically been picked up, thrown down steps, broke her hip. Really? The people that were sitting there at the dinner could not believe their eyes, what they saw. She's been recently picked up and thrown down in the showers. She's been uh, thrown down and pushed down in her kitchen against the cabinets. And there's clicking all over the house. Clicking? And Yeah. Three clicks. It's just constant. Three clicks. Three morning, clicks. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're on this case and we were talking about it because as I sat there and interviewed her, James, her belief system has been in, in church her whole life. Um, I can't give you the uh, context of her past because it's really, really personal, but these things are happening. These things are happening to an elderly lady. Okay. 89 years old. And like, Eddie was talking about this is the first time I've ever, ever had a case that had that was dealing with um, um, elderly people like that. Yeah. And it's really it's really kind of um, well, it's kind of mind boggling if you want to know the truth. It is. And I've I've called other people in in on this. I've talked to them. We've had consultations. And uh, next Wednesday, we go back over and interview her again. And I'm going to be doing EVP work and. Uh, other kinds of things and we're going to do a blessing and, a, and cleansing prayers with her Very cool. and we'll see where and we'll see where this goes but as far as it goes this is the first for me yeah i guarantee yeah. you that i've i've never handled a case with anybody you know of that age um, or anywhere around that age bracket you know it, so it's uh it's yeah, kind of amazing it's, it's, to think that different. she's got so many problems so many issues you know with yeah. uh, the paranormal at, at at her you know tender age of in her 80s so i have uh and it's a personal story for me um one was my grandpa um he was 98 uh 97 something like that and uh we all it's this is the last supper that uh you know last dinner i had with my grandpa 
and a uh, sweet, sweet old man, you know, great guy. I love them to death, man. Uh, Paul Tex, you know, and um, we were sitting around the table one time at my mom's house and uh, he, he used to call me Jamesy. That was his name for me. It was Jamesy. And uh, he's always called me that since I was a little kid. And uh, we're sitting around and he says, Jamesy, um, we're all at the table, you know, just to paint a picture. It's me and my mom and dad and, you know, everybody there. And, and he's sitting across from me and he says, Jamesy, you know, um, I had some people come to my house uh, wanting to paint my house. And I'm like, yeah, Paul? And he's like, yeah. And my dad looked at me. He's like, no, like, shut it down. Like, don't, don't say anything. So being the rebel I am, you know, I, I just went into it. I'm like, you know, fuck that. You know, hey, so uh, they wanted to paint your house, right? He's like, yeah. Well, look, just, just the backstory. My grandpa never had dementia, you know, nothing like that, Alzheimer's, anything like that. He lived to be about uh, 99, 98, 99 years old, man. He was... You know, he, he hung in there for a long time, and he was sharp. He was an engineer, a uh, very smart guy, um, you know, looked up to him, great guy. And uh, I was like, they wanted to paint your house. He's like, I said, but, Paul, uh, you got a brick house. Why would they want to paint a brick house? He's like, well, you know, um, I got the siding on the house and stuff. They wanted to paint that. And uh, it was a lady and a guy and two of their kids. And uh, we talked outside for a little bit. And then they walked in the house, and we talked inside for a little while. And the next thing you know, they vaporized. And that's the that's the term he used. He said they vaporized in his living room. And I was like, "What?" He said, "Yeah, they just vaporized. They out of nowhere, they just they went away." Wow, like, that's, that's freaking weird, you know. And and I, wow. I, at that point, I was kind of like my skin started to crawl because I was like damn should i've kept this going on or should i just shut up and played it off and 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 change the subject but when he said they vaporized in front of him that really really freaked me out i was like oh shit and he's never been one to have dementia or anything like that you know he ended up in a home um because my grandma died we used to call her granny she died back in the 90s back about 97 um sweet 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 old lady i loved her to death she was great that was her favorite that's probably why i liked her so much well she ended up dying back in like 97 something like that and he stayed on his own um in a ranch house in a farmhouse you know in bayou black louisiana uh plenty of acreage and stuff like that he got too old to handle it and then they moved him to a new house um and he, he had a two-bedroom house or a three-bedroom house and she died in that house and um he stayed on his own you know from there and when she was gone he was on his own and um you know, he wouldn't call with any bullshit. He wouldn't call and say like, hey, you know, there's uh, water leaking all over the house. You know, like the typical dementia patients, you know, they see a lot of water in the house or uh, they'll see things that are um, kind of catastrophic, you know, like like the toilets leaking all over the house or, you know, like uh, I got lights burning out and something's catching fire. Like they'll see things like that. But he didn't do that. Uh, he just out of nowhere came up with this story that, like these people vaporized in his house and that's the term he used and when he said vaporized i was like well that's a pretty uh you know intriguing uh term to use or that you know that's that's a pretty um definitive um you know term to to describe somebody disappearing they vaporized in front of you you know he didn't he didn't say disappeared he didn't say they walked out he didn't say they just vanished he said vaporized and that was a really weird thing for me and it's always hung with me and, uh, you know, I try to picture what a person would look like vaporizing. And all I can think of is, you know, when they step on a landmine or, you know, get beamed up to, you know, to the Starship Enterprise or something like that. <laughs> well, you know, you know, and it was a really weird term for me and it always stuck with me. James. So I always wondered. Yeah. Yeah. That rem when you say vaporize, that almost reminds me of the story of that wolf that I told you about. Remember that? Where it kind yeah. of like dissolved mm -hmm. right in front of us. Uh, that That's kind of what that brings to mind when you speak about uh, these people vaporizing their, you know, yeah. so it's kind of a, it's kind of creepy when you think about it, but it also it brings up, uh, it also brings up the black eyed children that and are they weird. demonic or not, which a lot of people claim the black eyed children are demonic. Very That's freaking weird. That is freaking weird. And you know, who knows what he saw, you know, that he, he describes it the best he could. Um, and, but 
what 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 did he really see? You know, did he? You know, how how much of an impact and how best could he describe that impact to us? You know, not to make things awkward at the table that we were sitting at at that time, and it was really weird, and it, it hung on me a lot, and I thought about that a lot, and it was just something that it stuck with me, man. And I don't know to this day, I'm still baffled by. It. I wish I could have asked him that question, um, but I did see him, you know, in the uh, the old folks' home before he passed away, and uh, it was a couple days before, and um, you know, he did thank me. He says, "Thanks a million for coming see me, Jamesy," and. You know, I said, hey, Paul, I said, you know, I knew it was, it was the last time I was going to see him. I said, hey, man, uh, I'll see you on the other side, man. I said, you know, thanks for everything for you've done for me. And, uh, you know, give these nurses hell. They earn a paycheck. You're in here for free. Do what you got to do. Yep. You know, and uh, so that was the last time I saw him. But that story stuck with me, man. And he, he's been around the world. And um, he had this African statue uh, from Africa, it was like this little wooden statue, and I went to try to sleep at his house one night, and that statue, he told me stories about that thing, like it was possessed and cursed, and I don't know who ended up with possession of that thing, but it was a wooden carved, one piece wooden carved statue of like this African goddess, and man, I woke up in the middle of the night throwing up and sick as a dog, and I was fine when I got there. And I had to leave. I had to leave. It was like two in the morning. My dad had to come get me, pick me up, and bring me home. You wow! Know? And it, there was something revolved around that statue. I don't know what it was. It was weird. That that wow. that is weird. And those kind of things creep me out anyway. Yeah. Rick, what can you tell yeah. us about the black eyed black eyed kids and the possibility of these being demonic? Well, they say they're demonic in the essence of saying that. Let, let's look at how demons operate to begin with. Okay, Eddie. They operate through nature. They can manifest themselves through people. They can manifest themselves through physical illness. And they can be attributed to spiritual, actual spiritual oppression. And most of all, they can manifest themselves through mental disorders. Yes. That's not saying that the black eyed children aren't demonic because there is something there that there are a lot of people that talk about the demonic uh, entities being in these children. A lot of the people I talked about, I talked to said, if one ever stops you on the side of the road or children ever stop you on the side of the road, do not let them in. Because other, other people have, have um, done that and it's been to their um, dismay that, about, about what has happened after that. Mm -hmm. I talked with one of the other um, uh, people that was, I called in on this case, which we know, Janice Leah, yeah. and uh, we were talking to, about it, and she said that the, that the Catholic diocese in Wichita, Kansas, are having to bring more priests over to Wichita, Kansas, because the upsurge of demonic activity around the area, as we speak, there is an upsurge of what's going on in the spiritual realm of demonic activity today. And yeah, um, a, a lot of the people that I talk to um, actually give the paranormal shows and shows that talk about paranormal and things like that credit for this because there are people that are walking into the field of the paranormal Wait. opening when you say Opening. credit, when you say credit, are you saying that they're blaming the shows for the uptick in activity, or are they giving credit for the shows that are identifying these things and putting it out there to the public? Both, because really? a lot of the people are walking into this into this uh, uh, world as a paranormal and actually not knowing what they're doing. James, they're walking yeah, in and, and playing. Cool playing with the Ouija boards, playing with all kinds of stuff and, and provoking and things like that. That's right. And these are the people that sit there and open the doors to activity and don't close them. Well, right. you know, just as well as I do, if you open a door and don't close it, you have a lot of possibilities coming through that portal. You're in for a world, world of shit. Yeah. yeah, you got a yes. lot of problems at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And then you take things so, home, you get attached. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, this is why we're having an upsurge 
in the demonic activity because people and kids and everybody that's, that's getting into this paranormal world do not know what they're doing, have not a clue of what is going on in that world, but they want the excitement. They want the experience yeah. because they think it's cool. You know, and another, this is why, another, and this is why we see, this is why we're seeing, uh, this is why we're seeing a upsurge in demonic activity. And, and I, and then like I was telling Eddie James, I had to, I had to take a look at this subject because here you have an 89 year old woman and her husband is 92. Okay. Wow. I, I, I'm and still just blown away by this. And it, it is very, <laughs> I don't know. I had to take a look at this and actually do some studying because she sat there and told me and told, told me stories about angelic beings in her house when she yeah. was a kid and her mother and how the church that they were going to all the time was praying and that they were seeing <laughs> angelic beings in the church and other people were talking about angelic beings and things like that. Yeah. And I literally had to sit there and think, wait a minute, what do I really know? about the angelic world and or the demonic world. I know that I've studied a lot as far as religions and that they believe in this stuff, but what do I really know about this? And well, I really got a surprise when I opened up the books and started started studying. Well, Rick, here's the thing you, really, you, you need to understand going in there. When you're 89 years old or you're 90-something years old, you don't have nothing. You have nothing left to prove to anyone. So you're not going to sit there and make a story up like this. If you're talking about uh, possessions or things moving around your house, bumping a night at 80-something, 90 years old, you're not bullshitting. This is a mm -hmm. legit deal. This, they don't have anything to prove to anyone. Uh, they're not trying to impress anyone at this point. They've, they've done that 89 years, literally. Right. From the day they were born, they've had 89 years or 90 years to impress and make impressions on people. They're not going to sit around unless they're seriously uh, demented or mentally, uh, I don't want to say, mentally challenged or something. They don't have anything to prove to people. At this point, this is truth. This is wisdom, and this is things that's happening with these people. She is just as cognizant of what she's saying and doing as we are right now. And there you have she it. Can, she can sit there and talk. I mean, it, it, she has totally, totally impressed me with her ability because that was one of the first things I was looking at was, wait a minute, you know, what's yep. the history of mental disorder? What's happening in the family? There are things that have happened that I'm not free to discuss, but at the same time, I yep. don't see it in her. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to look at. They're serious about this. And it's, it's, they're not bullshitting. When they, when they talk about this stuff, it's real to them and it's something happening, you, you got to remember, they were brought up in a way different era than we were. They might have lived through the same things we have, but they've lived a lifetime before we did. And, you know, Rick, when they were, when you were 20, you know, or when, you know, they were 20, you were born. So yeah. you got to figure that, you know. And, man, these, these folks have been through a lot of stuff, and they have a lot of life history. And I love old people. I love hanging out with old people that have great stories. I like old people and little bitty babies. Everybody there else in between sucks. Everybody sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Everybody between the age of two and eighty sucks. You know, and the old folks, they're just they're just as innocent as babies and they have great stories. And babies what can I say? They're babies. And I love mm -hmm. them. I just love babies. But, you know, hey, man, I'll tell you what. You listen to them and don't take it with a grain of salt. These folks are real and they know what they're talking about. And they've been through it. They've been through this shit. And uh, they have stories. And, man, I tell you, it's important. It's important to listen to them. There's you, a, you get a lot of insight off of old folks. There was a – I had to sit back, James and Eddie, and, and take a look at what the actual definitive words were concerning what is spirituality what is religion and and what is what is going on in that world as we call it what is spirituality it says it's a broad concept and a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves something more to being human than sensory experience that's what they said spirit, spirituality is well, religion that's a good way of putting it yeah religion, it is is a specific set of organized beliefs and practices. Spirituality in itself is individual practice. 
And how do we practice spirituality is that we meditate, prayer, fasting, simplicity, fellowship, journaling, chastity, and stewardship. Yeah. And there's a lot of things to be said there because this woman and her husband has done this all their life. Yeah. And how something like this can be in her house and affecting her family is beyond you know it it really it i have to sit back and listen to this because she knows about demons she knows about angelic beings and things like that we're talking old school religion here yeah we're talking about old school belief yeah you know so what are they claiming that's actually in the house well actually right now we're talking about her being thrown down and it picking it up, picking her up on and throwing her off the porch back on the concrete. Okay. It broke her hip. Um, she's been thrown down in the bathtub two times. She's been thrown down in the kitchen once. And okay. th- there's there's this clicking that's going on, three clicks all the time. My well, partner wouldn't. My partner when we went into the house, she sat there by herself and she likes to do this. She um, could hear the clicking. And she knows she's very sensitive, very sensitive. And she says there's definitely something in there, but she well, can't. Let me, let me give you an insight of what the three is. So the three clicking is a mockery of God. Because Trinity. Of the, the Holy Trinity. So mm-hmm. you, it's a mockery of God. So anybody that, that is a big person in religion and, and, you know, into the Holy Trinity and everything else, uh, when they're trying to get at you, it's a mockery. So you have things in threes. Um, three is a big number. You know, it's not just in the Catholic religion. It's just three is a major, major number. And, you know, add it all up. Guess what it comes up to? 666, you know, it's the mark of the beast. And that's not only Catholic. Uh, that has a lot to do with uh, demonism and everything else. And, you know, demons, uh, by definition, have no soul. They've never had a soul. So demons want to possess souls and they try to get into a body and they mock God and they they do things in threes to where you will denounce the Trinity and then they can take a soul over. That's the way a demon works. Okay. Um, If she's hearing things in threes, it's a mockery to to her religion. That's what that is. And disgusting the way it works. Let me, let me tell you what else happened. Okay, guys. Um, At first she, she called in, Catholic priests. The first one to come in, bless the house, holy oil, everything else like that. It calmed down for about two weeks, she said, and started up again, only manifesting itself even more, kind of like it was pissed off. Yeah. She called in she called in another priest from Wichita. He drove up in the driveway. She met she went to the door to let him in. He got out of the car and stood and leaned against the front bumper of his car and wouldn't come any further. And she stepped out on the porch and she says, well, come on in. He goes, ma'am, I cannot help you. And got back in his car and drove off. Now, uh, real quick, Rachel, Rachel says, is this why when people are scratched by an entity, they have three scratches on them? Okay, so Rachel, to that point, we went and did an investigation at the Hill House, and there's supposedly a demon in there. And uh, let me ring my dinner bell right quick. Girls! <laughs> you Rochelle, what? you're right, though. Yeah, yeah. It, is, so, it, is a, um, it is a meaning yeah. uh, of, against the entity. We went to, yeah, it is. We went to Hill House, and my son got scratched. Um, and we were in the upstairs of the uh, Hill House. And if, if y'all not familiar with Hill House, it's a highly, highly uh, active mm-hmm. place. And um, there's a Remember demon. Remember me messaging you about that? Yeah, yeah. We went, and there's a demon there, apparently uh, named Toby. And we were up there where Toby's area is and stuff like that. And I don't know, you know, I don't know how bad it is up there. So but we caught a lot of evidence, man. We caught a lot of stuff up there at that Hill House. And my son came up with three scratches per arm. Um, cause I noticed, I looked at him and we walk out of one of the rooms and he was sitting there like, he was like rubbing his arm like this. I said, what's up? And he's like, I don't know, you know, my arm kind of burns and it was dark, you know? So I turned the light on my camera and I looked at it 
and he had three long i'm talking like from here all the way down scratches on each arm and uh we got it on video and looked at it and it was really creepy and um yeah so it could be something significant to the trinity i don't know but i know the demons work in threes and uh you know they like to make a mockery out of uh the trinity well, that's, that's uh, something to stab at. I'll, I'll tell you what. If y'all remember back when we did the investigation at out at the Alamo Antique Mall here in San Antonio, we had one yes. of our investigators that was with us get three gnarly, huge scratches right down the center of his back. They were big and they were thick and they were long. And yes, if you go back and you watch that episode you'll be able to see that because we went live at the location and uh, we showed that live. So go check out the Alamo antique mall here in San Antonio. Look at that episode and you'll be able to see that. I mean, and, and it was happening pretty much right in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see the comments right now, Eddie. How many people are in the comments? Uh, we don't have that many comments tonight. Uh, they're uh, few and far between as far as coming in. Um, okay. So, yeah, I've read everything that we've had up to now. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I'll be at Bobby Mackey's uh, next week or next month on the 21st. Uh, we fly in and that morning and we do Bobby Mackey's uh, that night. And then um, the next day we'll be at uh, Waverly Sanitarium. Um, so it should be a pretty good investigation. Bobby Mackey's I hear is really, really, um, screwed up, uh, to put it nicely. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I know, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, ghost adventures, but I'm not going to sit here and talk smack on them. Cause these guys do a lot of places and, uh, you know, Hey, they have a thing going on. So power to them. But, uh, I hear they will not return to Bobby Mackey's. No, they will uh, not due to one of the guys getting divorced by you know wanting to return there and his wife said no if you go back there we're done and he went back and they were done so he got divorced and uh, i'm not sure which one it is i don't care but um baggins had a problem uh afterwards uh, i heard he took something home with him um but you know it's only four of us that's going to be there is this going to be uh, over a weekend yeah this is uh april 21st through uh see we're going to be up there like three days we're doing the day we land, Bobby Mackey's the next day, and then the next. So we'll be up there three days. Okay, which so, day? Where are you going to be on Saturday? Uh, Saturday, I, I'm not looking at a calendar, so I don't You're know. You're going to be at Bobby Mackey's first, right? Yeah, we're we're flying in Bobby Mackey's. I think is a Wednesday. No, it's a Thursday. I think so. We'll be at Bobby Mackey's on Thursday. Um, the Waverly on Friday. And then Saturday, I don't know if we're going to – I'll have to look. i have to look. But, Eddie, I think I know what you're getting at. If I can go live, I will. Exactly. Well, uh, Danielle mm-hmm. says you're coming home on Saturday. So uh, well, she's, on, she's on right now? Right. So I'll tell you okay. what. I'll tell you what. Since it's going to be – since you're going to be going home on Saturday, how about you go live uh, on one of those days? Friday while you're out there and we're gonna uh, go live both days yeah and then we'll go ahead and stream that over to paranormal analytical and then that way it can be streamed while you're there i love it i love it and we'll have have sources so yeah that'll be great um i wish i could make the uh the nazareth uh hospital coming up with your partner but i won't be able to do it because it is easter weekend so the funny thing uh paranormal analytical got canceled on that one uh, apparently, really? yeah, they apparently had some issues over there with, uh, I think some kind of electrical problems or something or another. And, uh, so that, uh, that whole investigation got moved back. So we're not sure when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that's strange. I mean, that's, that's not coming up till the third of next month, right? Right. And they, and they called them up and canceled them. Wow. They canceled them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Interesting. Did he mention Hill House? No. No, that was not okay, mentioned. That's, uh, that's really weird. So, Bobby Mackey scares the hell out of me. I wouldn't go there. Uh, this was sent in Rochelle. by Rachel. And Rochelle apparently on, on Bobby Mackey's, 
uh danielle says that's going to be wednesday so wednesday if you can go live get with me first and what i'll do is yeah. i'll stream that from your page to we'll do. Uh, to uh paranormal analytical and we can put it out there and then uh thursday is uh waverly hills yep and uh i don't know about friday i don't see friday on here i, I think friday we're going to just kind of hang out and then you know just kind of decompress and you know do some stuff like that but because you know back-to-back investigations are tough man they're really tough landing's on is is you get in there you 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 land on a flight and then you go do an investigation you get no sleep and then you wake up the next day you kind of chill then you go do another invest it's two up all night nights and uh, then you got to decompress landon says evening boys hope all is well it is landon glad to see you on here brother all is good, brother. All is good. Glad you're checking in. Well, guys, I have an investigation coming up this coming Monday. I'm going to be going down to Newkirk, Oklahoma. This is an cool. old, old cowboy town with buildings uh, from the 1850s on up. Uh, the owner said that he has five buildings alone that he said he'd let us investigate. And we're going to be talking to the other people that uh, have buildings around there. Uh, one of them is 1909. And um, we're going to be talking about them altogether. There could be up to eight to nine buildings that we'll be looking into. And we might have to split this up because, I mean, you know, just as well as I do, you cannot hit eight or nine buildings in one no. damn night. No. <laughs> so when, when's this going to be, Rick? So are you asking what? for uh, some team member help? Or yeah, when, what you, when what is you this saying? going to be? I, I, can hear, I can't hear either one of you. I, I said, uh, what, what day is this going to be? Where are you going to be there? Monday, we're going to, Monday this coming Monday, uh, we're going to be going down talking to the uh, owner of the four four buildings. It's himself and the people across the street, okay. the bank and everything else like that. So we're going to be lining up uh, tentative dates that Monday and figuring out when and where and what and who we can have to come uh, help us investigate this. Well, yeah. Rick, send me a, uh, send me a private message if, uh, if you need some support and uh, might be able to help you out. Now, that uh, would be awesome. Joe yeah, says, how do you weekend? protect yourself in an investigation so that something doesn't attach itself to you or come home with you? So what we use is sage. Uh, we do the sage, you know. And uh, I go in there with this cross. I'd like to show this to you. Um, this is something that's... <laughs> what? Oh, those things? My girls are creeping out because they got this daddy long legs flying around. <laughs> you hear them when I walk in, they're freaking I, out. I thought you had a demonic there for a minute there, uh, Jamie. Man. I was like, what? <laughs> girls, no. That's actually, it's a baby tooth fairy. You don't want to kill those. Oh, no, yeah, it's a baby tooth fairy. <laughs> baby tooth fairy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to kill those. So, <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> here's, here's oh my God. thing. <laughs> from my grandma my grandma was uh very uh very um influenced and very high into the church and scene and everything else she's been there her entire life and uh before she passed away i got this cross well after she passed away i got this cross from her and this is an interesting cross right here it's hard to see on the phone like this but it's uh there's actually a skull and crossbones right here oh wow Whoa. yeah and this is a metal frame cross. And you can see on the back side of it, it's got a metal frame around it, and that's wood on the inside. And when you have a cross that has a skull and crossbones like this, that means that this cross was held by a priest or a or bishop or somebody of high power in the church. And one day I came home from work, and this cross is sitting on my bar, and it's bleeding literally it's bleeding there's black liquid around this cross there's no water bottles no no cups danielle can back this up because she saw it too and it was literally bleeding and i have residue on the side of it on this side right here you can it's hard to see i'll show you in person but you can see residue on the side of this thing this cross was bleeding and i don't know what it was and you've used this in protection prayers and everything i have not brought this with me yet but it will be at bobby mackey's this is coming with me so and this is probably going to come with me on future investigations because uh after what happened at nazareth that night uh i'd have been glad to have this you know yeah absolutely but, um, 
So yeah. uh, this is this is not just from a priest. This is like from a bishop, and the way you can wow. tell is from this right here. Is it solid or is it hollow? No, it's solid. It is wow. solid. There's a crest on the back. There's a crest right here on the back, and you see the nails in it. Mm -hmm. There's two little two little nails right here, and then on the front side of it, it, you have of course you have Jesus on there with the insignia. And then you have the skull and crossbones on the front, which denounce that it's from a bishop or a high priest authority. And it's not hollow at all. The back of it's wood, and it's encased in this brass. I was going to say, I'd you like to what, run guys? that through our, uh, uh, through our uh, x-ray machine and see what it picks up. It's a That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, well, gentlemen, you know, you we know are... what, guys, it, it, it intrigues the, the hell out of me, if you, pardon the expression, but <laughs> how we can sit there and use a object of such vile, disgusting torture and death as a holy object, the cross. It was used in one of the most torturous, vile deaths that ever can come up on man. And yet the church and people use it all the time. I see uh, women with it around their necks. I've seen men with it around their necks. What is the symbolicism of having a cross it on, is, your, on, on your body? I'll, I'll answer that. I had a priest answer that for me. It actually was okay. my senior. And he told me that the cross is a symbolic measure used to remind people of the death of Christ and that his life was given for everyone. It was given for the sins of everyone. Right. So he died for everyone's sins. Now that's the cross is probably the easiest thing you can put on a chain. So imagine if uh, Jesus Christ would have been beheaded. How would that look? Would you'd you have, have, have like a, gallow, you'd have to have two chains, you know, that, you know, that's the difference, right? So back in the day, uh, when you were on the cross, that was the horrible, the most worst way you can die, right? Mm -hmm. Because you didn't die from bleeding out. You didn't die from, um, you know, just starving to death. You died from asphyxiation or you died from blood loss, not blood loss, but you died from oh, blood loss too. heart attack and yeah, right. things like that. Right. And Exposure. it was a painful way to go. A lot of these guys were on the cross for days at a time in sheer agony, right? So... When you have Jesus on the cross, he's dying for everyone's sins, right? So the cross becomes a symbolic thing. And of course, you have statues of Jesus with the lamb and everything else like this and that. But the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate thing, is when you have him on the cross, right? And you have that symbolic figure and that, that posture. And it, it's a reminder, you know, mm -hmm. of how it would be. Absolutely. I see and this. I Gentlemen, we are out of time. We need to start doing some oh, closing set statements. We are right done. Now, getting good. Let's start off with James. James, give us a closing statement. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Um, you know, I came in late on this thing, but uh, what I picked up from this entire meeting tonight was, you know, the old folks. Do not look at old folks when they start talking and, and discount that and say, oh, they're just talking out of their head. They haven't had their geritol today and this and that let me tell you something old folks know twice as much than what we know uh they've been around a long time if they're telling you they're seeing something yeah first thing you might think is oh okay well he started to get dementia but if they're consistent with that story and you know they're adamant on what they're talking about you might want to pay attention um if they have things they think is going on inside of their house that are demonic that's an attack on their soul uh, from things that don't have a soul. So it's time to step in and protect them people. And Eddie and uh, Rick, you know, I tell you what, man, if we can help old folks out and, and get this thing away from them and just let them live out the rest of their life. And man, Rick, I think you're doing a good thing. Uh, you know, go and help these folks out and try to put some some answers behind this and try to help that lady out. You know, she's getting beat up. That's a definite poltergeist. Uh, it's demonic. It's evil. And it needs to go away. It needs to mm -hmm. go away. And it's not something that uh, she needs to live with and deal with for the remainder of her life. Man, if she's 89 years old, like you said, bless her soul. Hopefully she has more years in her, you know, but uh, this is not the way to go out. 
if you're that old, this is not what you want to be dealing with on your way out. You know, you want to have yes. a peaceful life and you want to, you know, have a peaceful time transition out. And, uh, man, hats off to you, brother, for helping her out. And, uh, you know, hey, in that Oklahoma investigation, hit me up. If you need some help. Will I'm do. Right there with you. Right there with you, brother. And awesome. thanks for letting me have. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you for being on. Thank you for being on. Rick Warren, yes, give us some closing comments. Well, I guess out of this whole conversation and, and this hour that would just flew by, literally, I can't believe we, we've been talking that long about this. But one thing that it made me aware of, guys, was when we were talking about demons and angels and everything. Yeah, that's a topic. It's a story. But do yourself a favor, okay? Actually open a book or anything you, you can and read up on it. Find out exactly what demons and angels are before you go chasing them. Okay? Do yourself a favor and do us a favor. And if you get into trouble, there's people like me, Eddie, James, that we're here for you. We want to hear your stories and we want to help you. I'm not going to sit there and condemn you. None of us are. We are not the perfect people to sit there and say you done wrong or whatever, but we're here to help you just like I'm helping this elderly couple and everything. And I will be probably calling you guys up and getting some uh, consolation from you guys as uh, far as what's going on with this case. And uh, I will give you an update and everything as to far, as far as what we are finding and what uh, it, it, the in resolution is. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Rick, I mean, we've handled so many of these cases before in the past. I mean, it's just, uh, it's incredible the amount of cases that you end up with. And a lot of times you end up with these cases that are demonic and you don't even realize what you're walking into until it's too late and you're already knee deep. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do be careful whenever you're dealing with cases, whether you think they're demonic or not, because sometimes, you know, what you don't know is what's going to hurt you. So be very careful when investigating these uh, and like Rick said, do study up on demonics, do study up on angels, learn about them, learn protections more than anything, learn protections that you can do. There's prayers to St. Michael. There's different types of things you can do. You can, uh, use a uh, sage and, and, and smoke yourself with the sage and, mm-hmm. and ask for, uh, protection from, uh, the archangel St. Michael and, uh, Raphael and, and all the others, uh, different, uh, saints that are out there, uh, that, do different things study upon them and and look at what their powers and what their specialties are uh saint francis which is uh saint francis is the the saint for uh animals and saint francis was a real person you're going to find out if you read up on him yes so yes he was that's right saint so i mean francis of a sissy yeah mm-hmm. so there there's a there's a lot of different uh things you can do but do study up knowledge is power so remember that and, uh, and if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. We're always here for you. If you have stories or if something happens, send them to us. If you got video, send them to us. We're here for it. But uh, until next week, everybody, it's Paranormal Analytical. We appreciate you being here with us. God bless. Stay safe. And we'll see you again soon. Good night, guys. Good night, babes. See you all later, man.